0: In today's quest, we learn why the pen is not always mightier than the sword. This is the Quest for Power. Welcome back to the Quest for Power, where we are ranking and reviewing all of the European monarchs from the early Middle Ages to World War I. So we're just going to leap right into it. So if you want to expand your power and your influence over the realm, review us at podchaser.com. So we will read any five-star reviews that you leave for us at Podchaser at the end of every show. So again, I say help leave your mark on history, the kingdom, and I say the podcast and our hearts follow the Podchaser link in the show notes and leave us a five-star review or just other feedback in general. Feedback is wonderful. We want to improve so that way we don't uh, die off like Rome. Podchaser.com. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Also, if you want, you could just email us at questforpowerpod at gmail.com start up a dialogue maybe eventually we can start building up a community of like-minded individuals who love history who love talking about kings queens and kingdoms and castles and palaces and all the stuff in between well with all of the nonsense out of the way what have you been up to scott we've actually not been talking as much this week per normal yeah,
0: no, it's been a lot of uh, D D, working on D and D, uh, you know that's that's just fine and dandy. I've got like the uh, the campaign, of course, that I'm running, uh, that I'm working that I'm working on. So uh, hopefully, going to be some good treats because we've had a distinct lack of dungeons and dragons in our dungeons and dragons game and i aim at one point or another to fix both of those problems so
1: there's been a lot of roleplay lately if i if i recall correct and like only half the party could be like involved because it was underwater and like only so many people can go underwater
0: yeah it's just like it feels really insulting though to not to have a nautical campaign but not have things underwater oh yeah you
1: need an underwater kingdom Otherwise, what are you? what are you doing?
0: Yeah, that's what I thought like you gotta have a little bit of everything. It's just that the eternal struggle is is that water is the most dangerous part of d and d so you're inherently just kind of like putting people at like on edge mm-hmm. just just yeah. by existing so we're uh so it's been a lot of just like notes, so a couple good ideas and some really bad ones like. You know, it's like I'm working on, uh, I say, like, when I'm uh, at lunch for work, I'll uh, sometimes, like, jot down notes of, like, oh, this is, you know, either a cool idea, concept, and then I, like, sketched out, like, the very beginning of the dungeon, and I was like, oh, boy, like, this is already, like, we're, we're getting kind of off the deep end here
1: so yeah i've noticed that a lot like when i'm like uh, i have the same thing for like the podcast or like when i was like oh another kingdom to look at i'll like jot down a note on my phone and i'll have like notes and notes and notes and then eventually i'll go through it and like out of like 20 different note pieces i'll take five of them and the rest of all my gar- are garbage but but like at the time it's like this is the thing that is the best yeah
0: <laughs> i had to think about like um the biggest one is, like, how do I not just break the world with some of these, like, mechanics?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Especially because so, we're so high level as it is.
0: Yeah, it's still kind of probably world breaking, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, but apart from that, you know, it's like I play in, a, a, you know, a campaign that I just play in. So there's, uh, well, that's you nice, know, nice fantasy creatures in Detroit oh that's modern fun. day modern day detroit fantasy creatures like have like made their way in so it's uh um, like it. urban like fantasy it's, you know it's pretty cool i'm i, I dig it again roll it's a for that one it's also a lot of role playing which is by far like my weakest um my my weakest uh area as far as like tabletop rpgs go so Yeah,
1: the problem solving comes a little easier sometimes than the actual role playing itself does, which is kind of funny. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. That and I think I, I say I like the, the kind of the gaming kind of aspect to it, you know, I think like uh yeah, puzzles, uh combat, combat that is puzzles. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, dungeons. You know, like I said it's definitely the uh the video games of old that really uh speak to me.
1: Well, uh, what I've been up to is um, we I, we went and watched the musical Six, and it's about King Henry VIII's six wives, and it's like they have a competition to see who has the worst time with him.
0: <laughs> Boy. So
1: I don't know if you know the way it goes. It goes, divorce, beheaded, died, divorce, beheaded, survived, is is how you can easily remember his his six wives. Oh, that's and, nice. Uh, they each have like a little characterization and it's really funny for anyone who likes. said this is a musical. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mus. I would, it's technically a musical, but it's more like a pop concert musical mixed in one. Like there's no overall story. There's just like a really, a really fun atmosphere. It's a 90 minute show. It's a pretty short show. There's no intermission or anything like that. So they have
0: like a catchy tune to help you remember all the wives, you know, kind of like, uh, Oh, you know, yeah. how, like, Rent can teach you how many minutes there are in a year.
1: Yeah, so they, I would highly recommend checking out the album. It's on uh, Spotify. It's six, and it is so good. The song's, like, the first one, it's called Ex-Wives, and it's amazing. Because they're, like, they start out with, like, divorced, beheaded, sounds, eh? there we go. divorce, yeah. beheaded survived and tonight we are live and it's like they're like tonight we're all getting together to complain about henry the eighth which is fantastic it's it's such a fun little setup
0: all right i right, said so at least here are yeah, so you get a little uh, extra
1: little tidbits of knowledge oh yeah, there was some of the stuff I didn't know before and I researched and I'm like, oh my God, that actually did happen. Like the the historical throwaway lines were the best part because like anyone else who doesn't like history, like they would just think of it as a funny little quip. But like, if you're a history nerd like I am, you're like, oh my, that that it's even more funny because of like where they get it from. Yeah,
0: that, and that's, honestly, those are usually the best kind of jokes in anything is like, they're they're like inside jokes yeah exactly and this goes for any like genre or like yeah if you're if you're someone who at least kind of knows about knows about it it gets a lot more rewarding futurama yeah. was also very good at doing stuff like that oh yeah I the, the humor that. was enhanced yeah. if you happen to like know about this odd thing you know but yeah. it, you didn't feel left out, really. If like you didn't, if you, if you yeah. didn't
1: know, they kind of explained a lot for you. But like a couple of things were just throwaway lines. Um, like one of the girls, like in the first part of the song, um, it's the fifth queen and she gets beheaded because she slept around a lot before. And like she just did throwaway lines of like what was going on as she was growing up, type deal. And, and things like that it was it was really it was also really funny so highly highly recommended if you get a chance but it's going to be a long time before we get to Mr. Henry VIII it's going to be probably years because we have a lot of kingdoms caliphates empires to go through until then well yeah we can start by just keep on trucking Correct. And we're going to bring ourselves all the way back into the Vandal Kingdom over in Africa. And today, you will probably wonder why the episode's called Thrasamund when I stated last week that Gunthamund ascended the throne. And they might be going, whoa, 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 what happened there? Especially to the ones who know way too much about the Vandals. We lied. Yeah, I'm sorry. You would be correct, but there just is not enough information to like weave an uh a little narrative that I like try to do that will give any so I'm just going to give you the little cliff notes to his reign cuz it was real quick, real fast, and there just wasn't much on it cuz he honestly didn't upset the Romans as much as like Gaiseric did. You mean there were Romans left to upset? <laughs> I mean that's fair. There was a
0: Rome left to upset.
1: <laughs> there, there, there wasn't any. There definitely wasn't any like uh, roof tiles in Rome anyway. <laughs> At That's least right. Or ones. yeah, all the uh, all the, the metal's gone. Ones. Yeah, the metal's gone. <laughs> anyway, so for a quick little weave through Gunthamund's reign in 484, if you remember last time, Huneric passed away, and his nephew Gunthamund, was crowned king, despite Huneric trying to kill everyone in his family. So his son. Hilderic would become king and this was a very welcome change because the nobility and peasantry hated Hunteric with a burning passion and he also persecuted Nicene Christians and he murdered many of his Hastings family members so he just made everyone upset and uh so Thrasamon, though right away, he lessened the persecutions of Hunter. He went, oh, That's a little, that's a little too much. Maybe dial it back a little bit. We'll we'll just make it very uncomfortable that they're here. And then he stabilized the economy. He started introducing new silver currency with base metals, and this encouraged everyday use. Um, so basically it made the currency like stronger and better. And it was so good that Later, the Eastern Empire thought it was so brilliant that they adopted it themselves. However, when I was going through the the sources, they they forgot to mention that he stole this from a later king that we're going to go through, and that is um, Odoacer, who ends up uh, actually conquering Rome. So the fact that I had to research ahead of, I'm a little ahead in the research, allowed me to realize that. Otherwise, I would have said, "Oh yeah, he came up with it himself." Like most things, he he ripped it off something. That's right. Like uh, kind of we did off Rex Factor. So gotta gotta really thank them for getting this whole party started. With it's almost a genre now of ranking and reviewing things. Yes, that we should. Although although Totalius Rankium already did that with the Roman Emperors, but we could make up our own kingdom coins. That would be fun. And I, I mean, I am in the Midwest of the United States, so that that there's quite a bit of lead around here, but we uh Yeah <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that would be <laughs> I don't know if you could peel off enough lead or maybe from the lead bullets in the civil war you just get those and melt those down too his reign was relatively peaceful since their rivals the visigoths the ostrogoths and the eastern roman empire were all engaged in long bloody wars with their own enemies so they kind of just left the vandals sit around he attempted to capture the island of Sicily from the Ostrogoths, but he failed, so didn't really do much there. And then also during his reign, there was starting to be, uh, be more pockets of rebellion um, from the Moors, which are the, are, are um, a tribe that is, uh, comes from the Berbers in Africa, and they're going to continue to be a problem all the way through the rest of the kingdom. And then he finally died in 496, supposedly because of a hunting accident. Supposedly? Yes, supposedly. Um, many historians actually believe that if he didn't die in this hunting accident, he uh, may have extended the Vandal kingdom if his life wasn't cut short. Okay. So that bodes really well for our next king. <laughs> which speaking of which we have the formal ceremony the heralds enter the room all rise and do reference to thrasamund first of his name the peaceful persecutor king of the alani and vandals do 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 very very nice Thrasamund is the third son born to Geyseric's fourth son, Gento. So you can do those gymnastics, mental gymnastics, if you would like. (laughs) He was described as a very handsome and cultured man, almost like a Renaissance man, received a classical education in his youth, and he also developed a passion for theological debate, which he will oddly put to great use during his reign. Which is, it's one of the more weird kings in the way he goes about certain things. It is in 496 that he is crowned king of the Alanian Vandals. In 500, so four years later, he created an alliance with the Ostrogoths by marrying Amalafrida, who is the sister of Theodoric the Great. So now he has tied himself with the Ostrogothic Empire and, you know, an impressive figure of Theodoric. Uh, If you remember, Theodoric is the father-in-law to Alaric II, which will come in handy later in the podcast. I don't think they married for love because Queen Amalafrida came with a considerable dowry of the coastal Sicilian city Lilbeam. I'm going to go with that pronunciation. And 5,000 armed guards. That's a really nice wedding gift. I would have loved a city as a wedding gift. Not saying that I would have put it to good use. Actually, who knows? You got but, guards to guard it too. And guards, like that would be pretty awesome. I, I, I'd i be pretty stoked with that gift. And in seven years later, Thrasamund receives a little call from his new ally. Well, not so new anymore. Theodoric, and he, Theodoric is asking him to defend southern Italy be, from the advancing eastern Roman Empire, because they're starting to cause a problem for him, and Thrasimund opened up the message and went, nah, uh, that's really far, I'm really comfy at home, And even though his wife was telling him probably that he's a coward and he should go, he's like, nah, I'm just going to let the Imperial Navy have free reign across Italy. He then forgets about that and doesn't think about it for a while. And then another day when he's chilling in his uh, chambers, uh, another messenger comes up and he receives notice that the Visigoth kingdom fell to the Franks. And he thought, well, that's a threat out of the way. I didn't have to do anything. His brother Theodoric, on the other hand, was probably pretty ticked that, um, and you're going to see why. It turns out that the attacks that he was supposed to come to Theodoric's aid stopped Theodoric from saving his son in law, Alaric II, our previous king, from the Franks, and therefore he in- unintentionally or intentionally caused the collapse of the Visigothic Balti dynasty. What a what a gem. <laughs> I mean, they didn't get along anyways, so No, they didn't get along, but it's just kind of crazy how like when we were like going through his the other uh reign, like that never came up or anything. And then when I'm going through these sources, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, because of that that led to a domino effect." And relations with his in-laws didn't improve when he decided to help Alaric's illegitimate son Gesalic, who Theodoric declared a usurper from Alaric's rightful heir Amalaric, keep all those names going, who is his legitimate son and happens to be Theodoric's baby grandson. The real reason is that Theodoric is claiming himself as regent while Am- Amalaric is, you know being is, is growing up because right now he's a little baby when his father is killed so he wasn't thrilled that someone actually with somewhat power tried to take over the Visigothic dynasty so while that all is going on one reason that we think he may not have helped his new ally is that he was having troubles within his own kingdom the Moors who were talked about earlier in Hunter episode were given a massive headaches. He kept receiving reports and pages about constant raids and revolts all along his border from the Berber, Berber and the Moors. So he's just, you know, every, every other day, it's probably like, Oh yeah, by the way, this, this, uh, this town's being attacked. Oh yeah. Your borders here are falling away. And he doesn't must not have the power to do anything. Because uh, he, it's just like, yeah, he sends out things, but he, he doesn't seem to have any sort of real significant victory. And in fact, in 523, he gets the devastating news that the Moors achieved a significant victory against the Vandals and that they sacked the city Leptis Magna, which was a prominent city along modern-day Libya's coast. This was a city that the Vandals sacked when they were on their way to conquering it from rome so kind of funny how that happened
0: that's uh it's a rite of passage it's a place yeah. to stop
1: yeah it is that's a that tourist poor, that, <laughs> that poor city <laughs> well this with the long of many other stressors probably led to his death in 523 he died of unknown causes he didn't piss off the Nicene Christian sources enough for them to invent a horrible death for him like worms that Huneric received.
0: That much of a lame duck, huh?
1: That is all I have on Gunthamund and Thrasarik. (laughs) Or Thrasamund. And that's it. Wow, it's
0: a short one. Or a short two.
1: Well... With that all the way, out of the way, we're not going to recommend, we're not going to rate Gunthamund because we just don't have enough, but we will rate Thrasamund. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, with what we got.
1: (laughs) Royal power. How well did he acquire, wield, and maintain wealth? He didn't acquire power. The Vandal kingdom was getting pretty weak at this point. Geyseric would be a sh- would just be furious at the pathetic state of his kingdom. And, but despite issues occur- acro- occurring across his borders, he uh, maintained like strength and good order in like the core part of his kingdom near basically the closer to Carthage you were, the more safer you were.
0: I mean, that's something, but he's still losing territory and
1: yeah stuff and letting
0: just kind of like letting uh would-be troublemakers for him just run wild so you know a one
1: (laughs) i will also have to give him a one yeah he didn't acquire he didn't wield he didn't maintain well
0: yeah the the one is literally just because he didn't lose everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so two Infamy. What are they famous for? It doesn't have to be true or not. The only thing I can come up with is he neglected an ally, which was very common in these days. And he peacefully persecuted the Catholics in the same way our society like persecutes those who didn't get vaccines or were master in the pandemic. He just made it really annoying not to be Aryan and made it a really benefit to be Aryan. And that's that's it. That's all yeah. I got. So zero? Zero. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Easy. Religious passion. I got some new information here. We might actually have some decent points. Thrashamund was a very passionate Arian. He prioritized organizing the Arian church and went out of his way to persuade his subjects to convert convert to Arianism. <sighs>
0: Alright, so I, I really was expecting to give him, like, one point, but it uh, yeah. looks like he's got a little something going after all.
1: Correct, yeah. The best way to describe what he did is he per- he peacefully persecuted Catholics. He, like, made it a disad- disadvantage to stay Catholic he, all the way up to without killing them or setting them on fire or running them through with a sword. He He didn't do any of that. He just went... I'm going to try and annoy you to death until you become Aryan. One of the things he tried is outright bribery of money or high positions in vandal society for people that converted. Okay, Criminals would be given the chance to convert to Aryanism to avoid punishments, even if the original crime was a capital offense.
0: Wow, you know, I do love a good get out of jail free card. <laughs>
1: that is, yeah. So if your if your neighbor Bob is really annoying you, you can just go kill him and then go. I'll convert to Aryan. Yeah, what this
0: says is that if I'm a Nicene Christian, I mean, I get one free crime. So yeah, the way I look. Yeah. Does that mean also if you're um if you're an Aryan Christian that you uh, you don't get any free crimes?
1: I'm guessing, so I bet you it's like, uh, you know how they always do. Oh, if you're if you sign up now, you get like six <laughs> months off, or like you get first it's a credit month. card reward. Yeah, but like you know, everyone who already has it, um, nope, no one cares. Uh, phone companies are notorious for this, and like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess companies. it's or it's
0: the other way around. Is that they uh, very much like you know they they push crimes a lot on people who are Nicene, you know like yeah, yeah. it's kind of it'd be like the equivalent of like us actually enforcing jaywalking you know like yeah
1: exactly Yeah, like you're
0: you're for the most part you're only really enforcing jaywalking if the the cop is like really bored or you know or they really got a bone to pick with that guy yeah right?
1: yeah they're like he's guilty but i don't know why but I yeah, you know gotta stick him with guilty. something yeah he he needs something
0: yeah this this man needs uh this man needs uh jesus or actually in this case it'd be uh um yeah actually yeah in this case yeah he needs jesus but like separate jesus (laughs) not not one not god and jesus being the same person yeah nope he
1: he needs the separate individual jesus
0: yeah
1: he Also, organized and participated in public theological debate with Nicene scholars. Could you imagine this? A king being like, because you know, normally kings go around and go, You will convert, or I'll just run you through with my sword. But no, he gets all up there and he's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna get a nice little debate. He invited like Nicene scholars and (laughs) set it all up.
0: Well, you and I already talked about the, um, the, uh, productiveness of debates, yes. but here's the other one that's like a, an odd thing is that it doesn't really matter because are you ever really, if you're set up in a debate against a King, are you ever really going to debate and try and beat him? Like, you know, I mean, he's, he's this shown guy? himself to be a really tame guy, but like, do you really, really want to push that? like I mean, you better be willing to die for that faith and die on that hill because that is you know true. there is there is a long precedent of or not that long but a pretty long precedent of kings who would just you know have you killed exiled et cetera, if you were to just like not yeah, play burned, along with a what is stake. probably more of a phony show debate even if yeah. it were real like again who in their right mind is going to like truly battle a king into the
1: ground unless they're willing to die for it. Well, if they're Nicene scholars, chances are they're highly religious. Yeah. And that but they again, would be willing to be a martyr for their cause. But again, this guy, he was very clear. He went to everything but putting a sword into you or threatening you to make you... Yeah, I still <laughs> wouldn't.
0: i <laughs> i'm not willing to take that risk yeah so and, just kind and, of an odd thing yeah he's well, uh socratesing people
1: yeah so you think like he did all of this effort right to convert people it's gotta make somewhat of a change it made zero nothing depressing the religious makeup of the vandal kingdom did not significantly change at all predictable but depressing yeah so he had a lot amount. of religious passion that is our category it's not if he was successful at it but he clearly was very very passionate
0: he's fairly passionate not like again i i have to admit at least in my mind's eye is like either you um as i say, it, either that or like because it it feel it strikes me as someone being more passionate about something if they're willing to kill other people for it. But
1: I mean that is true. I will take off some points because, uh, yeah, violence tends to mean you are a little too passionate, about, yeah, or crazy, about or, something.
0: or or you just want to kill people.
1: Yeah, that you, know. you have that too.
0: It's there. There is kind of an odd line drawn somewhere, but we're not. Uh, we're not psychologists, so we're not going to be able to analyze this guy's motivations properly. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he gets a he gets his marks a little bit,
1: especially with like fragments of sources. It's not even like we would get a full court case of full information on what this guy. So what are you thinking on on this one?
0: Uh, you know, like he's somewhat passionate, but again, it feels like that this is the uh The lazy king. The king who uh, does everything, like, mostly half-assed. This was slightly less half-assed.
1: It seems like with the church, he was not half-assed. He really, like, when I say he prioritized organizing the Aryan church, like, the rest of his kingdom, he did not care about as much as he cared about the church. And, like, he would go, like, he would ignore royal matters to try and deal with issues that are occurring in the church and things like Yikes. that
0: yeah i'll give him a
1: seven i'm going to give him i'm gonna give him a nine if you would have killed Boy. people that'd be a 10 but he really i mean if there is something that this guy was he was very religious and had a lot of passion for it
0: yeah i mean at least he's got a little policy to back him up Probably should have taxed like people into the ground, you know, or something like. He <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, Nicene churches get taxed like, you know, it, it's obscene amounts of money.
1: I don't know if he like, yeah, because the previous king before him, I keep thinking it's Huneric, but it's not. It's uh, Gunthermund. He like relaxed a little bit, so yeah, maybe there actually were those kind of churches and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah actually you're that. right all right I'll, I'll bring it down to an eight we are gonna have people who are literally gonna create an inquisition for religion so
0: that's right you gotta you gotta think about the future expansion
1: yeah all
0: right uh so seven and eight for 15
1: not too bad i think that's his best category all right this one's Oof. out of five it's for stability there was less violence because of religious persecution but the moors were having free reign around his borders and a city was sacked yep. not good
0: that's uh pretty bad give him a one for uh for our philosophical and political stability
1: <laughs> okay. give him a
0: yeah that's it
1: um
0: but everything else sucked <laughs>
1: I'll give him a two. One for wow. kind of holding the internal part, and then one for not killing everyone over religion. He'll get a point for that. All right. Total of three. Royal Demise. Right how interesting they died. Uh, like I said, I got nothing. Zero. Zero.
0: <laughs> if, he's, if he's got nothing, probably wasn't interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dynasty. All right. So i do not know if he had any children with his wife uh amala frida but he did have coins and uh right. you can see the the <laughs> the beautiful work of art that on our on our little screen here i think it's great it's hard to tell with
0: all the, like the the ridges on this guy's face you're like where are the lips and where's the chin kind yeah. of thing is that it's, it's kind of funny. But no, yeah. all in all, actually, it's not that bad for, you know, how... Uh, I actually don't know how they would have made coins back then. They probably would have just had casting. and.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. And probably they probably just casting. broke the...
0: You know, use, like... They just, you know, cast them and then broke the edges, you know?
1: Yeah. I'll go ahead and post this on uh, along with his episode uh, for those to see on Facebook if you want to check it out. Uh not too much to see but eh, if you want to see a coin you get, there it is he, um he, he is enti- he is kind of a placeholder king he didn't make much of an impact he could have never existed and i don't think history would have changed if there was just a blank spot uh that's that's it. Um, The only thing is his wife ends up being a thorn in the side of the next king.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> not really... Yeah, I, I'm giving him a zero. I've already forgotten his name.
1: <laughs> I'll give him a one because he left a coin behind.
0: <laughs> All right. How much points we got? Uh, A nine and a 12 for a total of 21. Whew, he a really... whopping... You know, uh, blackjack. He can barely drink. This That's right. In, if in you had States, one anyway. year for every score we <laughs> get, every point we give you. <laughs> and also, uh, depending on where you live.
1: Yeah. All right. So the question that we've all been waiting for, should he be crowned high king? Should he become a minor lord or does he deserve to be burned at the stake?
0: We're gonna, we're gonna run out of logs here.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Another one, add another one to the pile, and another one bites the dust. Yeah, burned, burned, burned. done, done. Well, that's that's all we got for Thrasavon. Hope you enjoyed that show. Um, if you do, please let us know at questforpowerpod at gmail dot com. Otherwise, if you want to. Help us out and give us a review and help us grow and expand our little village into a kingdom. That would be also wonderful. And if you don't know what to say, just tell us who your favorite king or queen is, why they fascinate you. Uh, maybe I'll do some little research and we could get a little uh, segment in the in the podcast of future kings and queens. So that way, you, if you are, are obsessed with Henry VIII, we can talk about him for a hot second before we get into the actual kings, especially on these slower episodes where the king isn't really much.
0: All right. Well, but we have one more.
1: Who's going to be next? Who is going to be next? Um, I don't know if you remember me previously saying that... We had Huneric killed everyone and couldn't instill his son on the throne. After two kings go by, his son Hilderic finally ascends the throne. And his episode's going to be a lot of fun. He, it's, not really, it's not really long, but um, he, let's just say, is really good at making others angry with him.
0: He's really good at being really bad. Yeah. Short and sweet story. Things we can look forward to next time.
1: Yes. And then after that, we'll start getting into some longer, more juicier kings. All right. Well, until next time, the king is dead. Long live the king.